Now may God continue to strengthen you. May you open your eyes and your understanding. You may know the hope of hope. Amen. May God continue to amen, strengthen your heart and fruit may be produced and that he may prune you so there will be much fruit. Our scripture reading uh, tonight, we're going back to where we were on last night in regard to sanctification through chastisement or through the correction of the Lord. Sanctification through chastisement. Amen. Our scripture reading tonight, go back to the, uh, the epistle of Hebrews chapter 12, beginning in verse 1, and then again tonight in the New International Version, we'll read down through verse 12. Hebrews 12, amen, verse 1 through 17. I'm sorry, verse 1 through 17. And then we'll go backwards to Psalm, amen, 119, the 119th Psalm, uh, and verse 67 through 72, that as well in the New International Version. Um, so we'll start in Hebrews, uh, then to Psalm 119. I tried to, in Hebrews, start, amen, a little shorter, but it, didn't, it wouldn't make sense, and we'd have to recap anyway. So let's just read it all initially. Amen. It starts out by saying, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Amen. So Hebrews 12 and 1 is a, consequently, or this is what we should do as a result of the hall of fame of faith that we read about in chapter 11. Amen. So Hebrews is a therefore when it starts out like that, it's saying the cloud of witnesses, this great cloud of witnesses is mentioned in the hall of faith, it mentioned in uh, Hebrews chapter 11, where it defines, starts out by defining the nature of faith. Faith is the, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things that are not seen. And by it, the elders, this great cloud of witnesses, obtained a good report. Amen. It says, amen, further down, that without faith, it's impossible to please him. Amen. And those that come to him must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek after him. He says, so he says, by faith, Abraham, by faith, Sarah herself. Amen. And he goes on to talk about those that believe God. Amen. By faith. Praise God. And the Bible says in Hebrews 10, I mean, Romans 10, that faith comes by hearing. The word of God. They heard the word and they had faith to move on it. Abraham was looking for a city who had foundations, whose builder and maker was God. Amen. So he goes on talking about those in the Old Testament that hung on by faith. Amen. Now, chapter 11 is a, is a continuum of a thought that was laid down at the end of chapter 10. It says, so there, therefore, amen, the just shall walk by faith. Talking about Amen, hanging on and persevering. So then he makes the statement, the just shall walk by faith. Amen, so he ends chapter 10 by saying the just shall walk by faith. And he starts in chapter 11 and says to him, now faith is. So let me tell you what the nature of faith is. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things that are not seen. And by it, by faith, the elders uh, obtain a good report. When he says now faith, is saying like, okay, I mentioned, amen, the just shall live by faith. Then he says, well, now, uh, let me tell you what faith is. He's not talking about a moment, a time, now faith. He's talking about, amen, uh, now let me go further and tell you what faith is. Then mention to you those in the Old Testament who, amen, uh, operated by faith, amen. And this becomes to us the great cloud of witnesses that's mentioned 
and verse Hebrews 12. Amen. So the therefore is everything that you have just heard in the end of chapter 10, all of the chapter 11. Amen. Since we are surrounded, compassed, since we have all of these witnesses, amen, got all of this evidence of what it means to walk in faith, believe God by faith, and the result of faith, since we have all of these witnesses, let us throw off, let us tempt everything that would hinder us. Let us lay aside the weight and the sin, as we said in the New in King James Version, that would so easily beset us. Let us, amen, cast off everything that would hinder us and the sin that so easily entangled us. We got all of these witnesses, got all of this evidence. Now, here's your response, and here's how you should act according to the doctrine that's been taught. Here's now, here is your behavior. Amen. So he's 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 saying to us, as a result of what, what you just heard, and to addition to that, since we are surrounded by these this witnesses, this this great unseen audience. Amen. For us, let us take off, let us strip off, amen, all of the things that would hinder us and the sins that so easily entangle us. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Amen. Let us run with perseverance. Amen. That word perseverance is where we get the word patience. Amen. Fixing our eye. This is our motivation. This is our example. Amen. On Jesus. For he is the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. Amen. Uh, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, set down at the right hand of the throne of God, Consider him, consider him now, amen, look at him, consider him, fix your eyes on him, amen, who endured up such opposition from, from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. He's your example. Here's where you pull strength from, amen. Here's where you get, uh, understand that uh, 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 there's, there's nothing more than can happen to me than happen to him. Verse six, verse four, in your struggle against sin, you have not resisted to the point, amen, of shedding your blood. And you have completely forgotten the word of encouragement that addresses you as father addresses his son. So this is the this is the pre-thought, amen, that is going to go forth from here on as a father addresses his sons, amen, or his children. He says, my son, this is from the book of Proverbs. Amen. The third chapter, I believe, the fourth chapter. My son, do not dis, do not make light of the Lord's discipline, do, uh, and do not lose heart when He rebukes you, because the Lord disciplines, Amen, the ones He loves, and He chastens everyone, Amen. He accepts as sons. It's part of growing up, Amen. So He says, as He He addresses us as children and as a father. Verse 7, endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as, a, as his children. But what, what children, what child, amen, are not disciplined by their father, all require discipline. If you are not disciplined, amen, and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate. You're not legitimate. Uh, not uh, true sons and daughters at all. Those are not corrected or not really loved. They're not sons and daughters at all because God corrects all he receives. Moreover, 
we have uh, all have had human fathers who discipline us and we respect them for it. How much more shall we submit to the father's spirits and live? They discipline us for a little while, which, amen, as they thought, as they thought, as they thought best. Amen. They think it's for the best. But God disciplined us for our good in order that we may share or become partakers in his holiness. This is our point tonight. Amen. That we may be have, amen, in order that we may share or become partakers. That's what the word share means. In his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on then, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace to those who, here's my point tonight, are trained by it. Amen. Those that are trained by it, there's a training that is going on in the uh, uncomfortable, maybe even painful uh, act of discipline. There's a training going on. Amen. And we have to attain to that. We have to uh, understand that this is, for my good is going somewhere with this. Amen. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms, strengthen the feeble arms and the weak knees. Make level paths for your feet so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. That statement is saying, amen, get it together. Praise God. Amen. Don't fall off here. We got too much work to do. Verse 14, making every effort to live in peace with everyone. Amen. And to be holy. Without holy, Holiness, no one will see the Lord. See, uh, seek to it that no one falls short of the grace of God, and that that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. See that there's no there is no uh, no one is sexually immoral or godless like Esau, who who for a single uh, meal sold his inheritance. He sold his birthright for a bowl of soup. Amen. As the oldest son. Afterwards, afterwards, this is verse 17, my last verse. He, amen. As you know, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected. Even though he sought the blessing with tears, he could, he could not change what he had done. Glory to God. Amen. Psalm 119 and verse 67 it says, Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I obey your word. You are good, and what you do is good. Teach me your decrees. Though the arrogant have smeared me with lies, I have kept your precepts with all my heart. My heart, their heart were or their hearts are callous and unfeeling, past feeling. But I delight in your law. Verse 71 is significant for us for where we're going tonight. I, it was good for me to be afflicted so that I may learn your decrees. Amen. The law. From your mouth is more precious to me than thousands of pieces of silver and gold. Amen. Sanctification through chastisement. Psalm 60, Psalm, Psalm 119 and 67 said, Before I was afflicted, before, uh, amen, God corrected me, chastised me, amen, uh, I, I went astray. The New Living Translation said, I wandered off. Glory to God. But now I obey your word. Amen. There's nothing like stern chastisement in the right time for the right reason to keep us in place. Amen. There's nothing like a stern chastisement, amen, uh, at the right time for the right reason to keep us in place. He said, but now I obey your word. Amen. There are some things when I was growing up, unless I had been corrected physically, unless I had been brought to my attention, the danger 
in what I was doing and some uh, healthy physical reminder. I'll say that. Praise God. Uh, then I'm prone to do it again, much to my own destruction, much to my own destruction, because then I'm not prepared for life. I'm not prepared to have that 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 stability within me. Uh, and so it's good for us. It was good that we would chastise. Amen. It was good for us that we, amen, received uh, what we were called in the country, amen, taken behind the, the woodshed. Praise God. It's good for us. Um, and at the moment, <laughs> no chastisement seemed pleasant at the moment, but afterwards it yields peaceable fruit of righteousness. Now, uh, David in 2 Samuel uh, in the 6th chapter, David was very enthusiastic about returning the Ark of the Covenant back, amen, to, to his place in, in Bethlehem, in Judea, I mean in Jerusalem. He was, amen, enthusiastic, but, amen, the methodology was wrong, amen. He didn't consort the prophets. He didn't consort how to transport, praise God, the uh, Ark of God. So it was an accident waiting to happen, and it was on David. Amen, because he didn't consult. If you go back and read Chronicles, amen, they said, amen, they said that he did not consult the prophets, Gad and Asher, about the proper order. He did not search, amen, uh, find out how to transport. He was enthusiastic, but wrong, amen. So it was an accident waiting to happen. And so when they, when they got to a certain place, the oxen, amen, uh, they came to a place where it leaned and it was about to fall off. And this man, his name was Uzziah, uh, you, amen, uh, went out to touch his hand, praise God, uh, I'm sorry, Uriah, uh, Uzziah, to touch his hand, to touch it, to stop it from falling, and he struck him dead for his irreverence, struck him dead for his irreverence, and the Bible says, and at that time, David feared God, amen, so that was a fear in David that he did not have concerning God until he corrected him. Glory to God, that was a fear that, amen, a reverential fear of God that in that way David did not have until he was corrected. Glory to God until that event. And from that moment on, amen, he learned a lesson that he did not repeat. He learned a lesson that he did not repeat. Amen. Sometimes in our zeal, uh, we can be very zealous, but they're not in a righteous way. And it requires some chastening. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. It requires some correcting. Now, uh, those of us, amen, who grew up, amen, a little more rough than the rest of us, praise God, amen, uh, sometimes that correction broke us, amen, in ways that we now, as adults, end up, amen, uh, uh, you're still trying to rebound from that, praise God, amen. But uh, we needed some correction. We needed correction. We need to be Correct. The Bible says in Proverbs, correct the child while it's still time. And if he's going without correction, he's not loved. Glory to God. Amen. So it's it's good for us. Psalms, Psalms 119 and 71 says, it was good for me to be afflicted. Amen. So that I might learn your decrees. So that I might learn your decrees. And so God speaks to us. And this is what I'm saying tonight. Is that God speaks to us during uh, and after our chastening and is to bring us to holiness that we may share in his holiness and that we may walk in a greater level of, of circumspect ways because we understand his ways now. The Bible says Israel, amen, they knew the hand of God, the provision of God. 
But Moses knew his ways. Amen. For man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Amen. And so he corrects us. He convicts us by his word. Amen. By teaching and preaching. Praise God. He, co he convicts us through prophetic rebukes as he did David with uh, Nathan the prophet concerning Bathsheba and uh, Uriah. Even in the New Testament, they never acknowledge it. Uh, they, call, they still call Bathsheba the wife of Uriah. Amen. It never was here. Praise God. He corrects, amen, uh, Saul with divine silence. Amen. At some point, when Saul's rebuke, God stopped speaking to him totally. At the last shot, the last thing, he just stopped speaking to him, to him through thummerman and urim, through uh, the breastplate, through prophetic visions and dreams. He didn't speak to him in his sleep. He didn't speak to him through the, through the prophets. Amen. And so God had completely shut it down on Saul because, amen, of his ways. Glory to God. Pray we never get to that point. Amen. Uh, and so sometimes God can punish us through, amen, putting us on what I call uh, in timeout. Amen. Uh, being grounded as we were when we were young. No ministry engagement. Nobody calling you to do anything. It's because, amen, God is chastening. He's saying, listen, if you don't pay attention to what I'm telling you, I'll remove from you what you'd like to do to get you to correct what you don't want to correct. Amen. He'll, amen. I've had it done more than once, more time than I can admit. Praise God. He said, no, you can't go nowhere. No engagement, nothing. Nobody's calling you for anything. You're going to be invisible in the crowd of people until you acknowledge my hand of correction. Praise God. And so he's such a gentleman. He's such a gentleman. And he's such a wise God. He's such a loving God. Amen. And so uh, we need to learn that voice. Praise God. Now, this is what I want to say, and I'm done, is that uh, it's difficult for us and initially to attain to that because we spend a lifetime doing what we want to do. We spend a lifetime, praise God, a long time, even in us as from teenage years, from the time especially since the time we left our mother and father home. We just did everything we were big and bad enough to do. Nobody's going to tell me what to do again. Glory to God. Amen. But bless your heart. Amen. You got saved. Now the Lord going to tell you what to do. Amen. But um, it's important, uh, beloved, that we understand that he's such a gentleman and we need that in our life. It's, it's important that we hear, understand the chastisement of the Lord. Now, don't go to the extreme. Don't go to the extreme, and then everything that go wrong in your life, you say, it must be the hand of God chastening me. I must be doing something wrong. Amen. No, he doesn't move like that. He's not this over-aggressive, dictatorial tyrant. Every time you think and say something wrong, that, amen, when your account is overdrawn, that's the Lord. No, that's you not balancing your ledger. Amen. That's not, that's not the discipline of the Lord. That's just not balancing your ledger, paying attention to your balance. Amen. That's not the devil. That's just human error. Amen. So everything that happened to us on the car, wake up in the morning and the car don't start. No, you just got a dead battery. It happens. Praise God. So everything that moves is not the hand of God correcting us for something or another. If that would be the case, amen, I would be sitting in the house in a cocoon and never move, never make a muscle and move a muscle, and that in and of itself may be wrong. Praise God. So God is not uh, trying to make us paranoid 
with his blessings of correction. He's not trying to make us paranoid, but to get us to understand that if we're going to partake in holiness, we have to be disciplined. Amen. So it's to us, and I'm done, is to um, be able to uh, discern, be able to discern the chastening of the Lord. Praise God. Now, in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 5, it says, amen, uh, my son, do not make light of the, the Lord's discipline. So that's the one end, making light of it. Amen. Don't make light of God. We need correction. It's a serious matter. And do not lose heart when he rebukes you. And on the opposite end, don't just fall out when he rebukes you. Praise God. But all of it is to be trained. It's a training session. Amen. In the harvest of righteousness, the fruit of righteousness and of peace. Amen. For those who are trained by it. Trained. That's the key word. Amen. That you are to be, to be trained by it. Amen. So whenever you feel that there's a time of chastening or an incident where God's chastening you. Amen. Amen. Tell the Lord, thank you. And if number one, for his love, that he didn't leave you to just keep going astray. Number two is that he's training you. And number three is that you are partaking more of holiness. You're partakers of his holiness. Praise God. So that's number one. Praise God. Thank him that he, amen, that he didn't leave us to ourselves. Amen. Thank us that we didn't just didn't sit there and watch us go crazy. Praise God. Number two is that you're trained. Amen. You're being trained in it. Amen. Ask the Lord to train you, give you understanding of that. And then the third thing that you're partakers of his holiness. Amen. So you're he's shifting us more towards sanctification. Amen. Unto holiness. Praise God. You have to get that in your spirit. You have to get that. Amen. And he's such a gentleman. He's such a gentleman. Glory to God. And there's such Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. Take, take upon me. Take it upon you. Amen. Learn of me. That's it. Learn of me. Praise God. And so he doesn't, he's not out to get us. Amen. It's not out to kill you. Yes, every time you get caught, you're going to hell. Praise God. It is not that type of God. Glory to God. Amen. So keep yourselves pure, beloved. Keep yourselves unspotted from the world. Don't spend your time. Amen. Um, going back and forth with all of the yik-yak going on in social media and all that. Spend your time in the word of God. Sharpen your spirit. Keep your eyes fixed upon the righteousness of God. And may the Lord increase you daily as we go forth in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for the hearers. I thank you for those that are hearing it now, that would hear it later. May your glory rest upon us. Give us insight and revelation knowledge into your perfect law of liberty and your perfect will, Father in the name of Jesus, and may be pressed with greater desire to rid ourselves of all filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit, perfecting holiness because of me, the reverential spirit of you, Father. We bless you now, we give you praise and thanks to speak to us as sons and daughters no longer serve. We give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.